Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 131, 132, 131, 131, nice. presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse, you love Parse. When I say Parse, you say rum. 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 Parse. Rum. Yeah. That's what we're trying to teach the fans. You got to say Parse. Nice. Good job. Yes. That was, you guys jumped the gun and then I did it and then... Currently, right now, we're recording. It is just about right after noon, Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. The Phils are about to start against the Braves. Schwarber. Oh, we are into Schwarber, the Schwarber's division out. series. Quick thing uh, about Schwarber. How yeah. do you have 46 homers, only 94 ribbies? That's kind of crazy. I guess because he hits leading off. Form, leading but off. Like, that's kind of crazy. First pitch swinging, though, I love it. He grounded out, but I love it. Okay. I'm a little bit behind. That's one nothing. I'm a you little guys, bit behind. Wow, so. you guys are behind behind. Yeah, please don't. Uh, tell me. Sorry, I will Zach. Tell you we're not all rich. Out. Schwarber just he just grounded out. That's He's where I'm jogging at. back to the dugout on my screen. Okay, looking yoked. Should we start by discussing the wild card series that have happened? Yeah. Or sh- or should we start with breaking news? I was going to yeah, say. I think be... Let's just talk. Let's just talk, Scotty, right away. Okay. That's, let's that's just, just let's the, just that's the elephant in the room. Okay. Yeah. Our good friend. Former teammate of all of us, except Tom. Uh, <laughs> well, he feels, you know, I, mean, I feel like I'm Scott's teammate. Yeah. Scott's my teammate in yes. life. Yes. Um, he has to get Tommy John. It's been, it's on the airways. It's very sad. Um, it's, there's positives and negatives. Positives. I'm going to go positive town. He is now going to get his elbow fixed. He's going to come back healthy. And he's going to have a great long career and not have to worry about any arm issues anymore. Another positive. He'll get service time and some good money next year. Double positive. That's true. He will make $750,000 next year. That'll be nice. We know that he is very sad about not being able to pitch in the postseason. Um, I think we've all talked to him about it. It's um, you know, one of the things he was most looking forward to and being a part of helping that group. Um, obviously he helped them get to where they are and was a part of that success, but really stinks that he's not going to be able to participate in the postseason. But what I said to him was one thing that I know for sure is he will be the one rooting the hardest for every single one of his teammates. hundred percent. He's gonna be locked in. I don't know, Zach. I don't, I don't think he's with the team for the playoffs. So is yeah, he? he is oh, right he now. Is? He's in New York. Yeah. But I'm saying like, is he going to stay with him? Like in the dugout? He doesn't, he, yeah, I mean, yeah. He doesn't know moving forward, but I know tonight he'll be there. Um, I'm not sure still, about the next. That's still so sick. Yeah, that's what I, you know, I, I was on the phone with him and we were just talking and I was like, listen, if there's any positives in here, like no matter what I'm going to say, it sucks. It's like, you've put yourself in this position where it sucks this much, you know, like you're in such a good position that you've earned the right to have your name blown up like this and be such a loss where it's like, you know, if you don't earn that and if you don't throw well, if you don't get traded, everyone's like, oh, man, that's thanks. Scott needs Tommy John, you know, but like now it's on a national level, you know, and he still has such an unbelievable opportunity of him of moving in front of himself moving forward, where, again, he's has he has that right to, you know, sit in the dugout, cheer, but at the same time, yeah, it sucks, obviously. And we love him very much. Very much. I, I was I was bummed. 
Like I, I texted him and I was like, I know this doesn't make you feel better, but I was like, man, I'm fucking bummed like that. I was so excited to watch him throw in the playoffs. Like how cool that would be to watch Scott Efrost close a game. At Imagine him getting, getting out of a jam. Oh my, I'd be jumping up and down. It'd be electric, but another positive. They, the, I don't know if anyone saw the Yankees hype video. Awesome. I'm all the way back in. Might be a new, might be back to being a Yankees fan. I don't know. I'm definitely rooting for him. Tom, I'm back. You got me on your team now. Um, but they did put Scott in it for a good uh, – Yeah, they fucking better, which is a joke that it wasn't more. Ooh, well, I I'll mean, take. you got Judge. You got you got the big guys that you got to really highlight. Oh, you're just going to sit out on the closer? I'm not sitting out on him. I'm just saying. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bummed. I mean, I think there's the obvious impact on the Yankees. But first, you think about – you know, as you guys said, Scott's our friend. Like, I feel bad for Scott, the human being, first, because you know, you know, this is the guy last year who started the year with the fucking Tennessee Smokies, who was going to be the Yankees closer less than eighteen months later. You know, this 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 was going to be the Yankees closer in the playoffs. Uh, and you think about how much you know he did to earn this moment and to have it taken away at this point, to not even have it if it was taken away tomorrow, even if he got to pitch in a game. I think I would feel a little bit different. The fact that he doesn't even get to have the experience that he he deserved to have after all this um, is is such a bummer for him. And obviously the TJ is such a long road back as well that that's, you know, the, the, my first thought is just let's get Scotty back and let's get him healthy again uh, after this. Um, for the Yankees, though, if you can now look at it beyond just Scott as the person, Scott the player, man, this really hurts the Yankees. Like, Chapman, obviously, we can we can have that conversation in a minute. Um, some people may owe me some apologies, you know, we'll see. Uh, but man, that back end of the bullpen's getting real thin real quick, you know. It, it, and the other thing, again, and this is not Scott's fault, and I don't think Harrison Bader, you know, or, or um, Andrew Benintendi should be blamed. But three out of the five guys the Yankees traded for at the deadline will not be on the NLD, uh, the ALDS rosters either, which is. Pretty astounding. So a uh, tough, tough day for the Yankees all around, which is really weird going into what should be an awesome day, the first day of the playoffs, but kind of bums, kind of bummed out now. The Yanks? And no uh, DJ LeMahieu either. No DJ LeMahieu. The Yanks are going to need – That was weird. Sorry, sorry, Ian. I'm just saying the Yanks are going to need some playoff performers. They're going to need some guys to step up, have some big, big outings in the playoffs, and I have no doubt. I have no doubt. The Yankees, team of destiny for me. I have no doubt. I, I'm seeing gonna... Garrett Cole throwing 115 to 120 pitches. Like, if he's cruising, I don't see him coming out of the game, though. Would you agree with that, Tom? I, I could see, like, he's at 110 after eight, and it's like a 2-1 game. Like, I think he's going out for the ninth. I, I, I think Boone has some of that old-school manager in him at the end of games, where if you get your starter rolling – uh, the the honestly the issue for Garrett Cole in the playoffs has been respectfully to Garrett Cole that he has not been that kind of guy for the Yankees. He has also not made a playoff start at home during the postseason. So I'll be excited to see him do that tonight. Severino looked really good last time out. Obviously, you talk about Nestor Cortez. Like they have the starters at the front end. You're just you're just putting a lot of pressure on those guys to say, hey, we need seven minimum out of you guys every start from here on out. Now, do they? Yeah. Is one of their starters coming out of the pen? Uh, I saw I feel like Herman has I, to, right? Uh, I thought it was Tyone was going to the pen, I believe, because I think he'd had a little bit of experience back there, but I just saw that this morning. It'll be interesting to see if one of their 
starters goes to the pen and can be like a, a huge weapon out of the pen for them just with how thin they are right now. Like that would be a really nice if whoever it ends up being uh, is back there and able to give them some really quality innings out of the back end. It'll, it will be Jamison Tyone will be one of the guys. And then Severino looked about as good as we've seen him look since 2018, 2019, his last start. So again, you're kind of hoping that he refines some of that 2018, 2019 form. And he's going to be the three. Yeah. He might, he might be the two. I mean, I, I got to see how they're lining it up. Severino's a big, I feel like he's a big game pitcher. Like he's someone like you're, you're pumped when you see him go to the mound. I'm really, I mean, I'm really excited to see him pitch in the playoffs at Yankee yeah. Stadium as well. Do we want to move from everybody's favorite team, the Yanks, to what happened in the DS or the wild card series? Yes. What do you want to start with? I think we have to start with the one series that went three games. And the Mets. What do you what do you got on Musgrove's ear? I don't know. I saw I saw some conflicting things. One thing I don't I mean I think Jimmy did uh he did a whole thing where he never went to his ear, right? Yeah. Jimmy did so. a whole video of like the entire start and he never like went to his ear to get the ball. I don't think his ear. I also saw something that said that generally, um Big moment, big whatever game, a five percent tick up in spin rate is what has been seen in the playoffs. You know, is he spinning that thing at like twenty nine hundred now? Yeah, but he, you know, he's that's what he does. That's why he's effective. That's why he's good. I, you know, am I like super super concerned about it? No. Do I think that guys are still finding a way? to put something on the ball in different capacities. Yeah, for sure. Um, and MLB needs to continue to look at that, but I think that's an evolving, it's not just, that's an evolving thing. And, and I wouldn't say because they did the thorough check and everything, I wouldn't say that Musgrove is guilty of doing anything. I think I, I get what Showalter was doing also, like he was cruising, like you try to throw him off a little bit, but all it ended up doing, I think was pissing the Padres off. And then they just kind of stomped on him after. But that. I'm 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 sure that Buck was instructed because he was checking baseballs in the first inning. Like he asked the ball boy, like, "Yo, let me see those." And especially with how it was blowing up on Twitter, you can't tell me that somebody from the front office or somebody upstairs wasn't like, "Yo, we got to get this checked." And then I think towards the end, it was like, "All right, we got to do it." It's the sixth inning. Yeah, I think that's. What ha- and you know if you're in that situation you're have won 101 games and you're down to you know kind of the end of the road there that's you're trying anything for yourself right. for your team for your guys for the fan and base and if it, you if, kind of, you if you would have caught if that yeah. guy if he would have had something it would have been yeah everybody would have said yeah that's you you have to do that and right. just because he didn't you know I for to get mad about being checked I think is like that's part of the game now. You have to, you have to just wear it and all right. And I don't understand like why pitchers get so pissed about it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like if you got nothing to hide, who cares? Like let them check you. It takes two seconds. Like if you're like, Oh, it's throwing off my routine. Like they'll threat, let you throw another pitch or two in between. Cause it was a delay. Like it's not that big of a deal. And I, that 
that my my thing is is like if you're freaking out that much it's like ah like you'll never get me like i got it but you didn't find it my only thing would be maybe the courteous way to do it is at the end of an inning yeah Yeah. at the end of an inning or right when he's going to go out just go and say like hey can you check him now before the inning starts maybe that would have been a little bit more courteous but don't you think that's why they did it i mean i think they they did it the way they did it you know buck did that on purpose maybe and that's what i'm saying if that if it was on purpose in the middle of the inning i i'm not like on board with that but if it was just like hey we need him checked i don't know was it right at the beginning of the inning or did he like was it like one out or something it was start of the inning yeah you know, I and I think maybe if he's coming off the inning before when the TVs aren't on, maybe that's a better time to do it. But you know, it's some it's gonna get caught anyway on camera. So I do think I saw a stat that said that he had thrown one pitch, I believe, before that point, before the inspection, over three thousand RPMs, and then threw five after the inspection, which leads me to think some of that's adrenaline. You know, I mean, like unless. Yeah. Like that's like seems to be like a response to be like, oh, you think I'm spinning it? Like, let me now like really like, you know, gear it up. He was probably just pissed after that. And he just threw everything as hard as he could the rest of the way. There, if you get checked and there's nothing there, in my opinion, you have free reign to do whatever you want to the other dugout. Like what he was doing, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But I just I just think like I agree, but like you I don't know why people get mad. Like who who cares if they come check you? Like right. And he, and he um, had something on his ear. Like, I don't know what it was, but like, why were his ears that shiny? That was the weird part to me. I was like, I mean, I don't know what that would be. And someone said Vaseline. I was like, that makes it more slippery though. Like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, how yeah, was, but I'm curious if it's Vaseline mixed with that new rosin, what that does. There's no way it makes it sticky because that's what got, I mean, I guess it could. Cause people have, I, I think people might have mixed. That's it, what mixed I, I was just going to stop. I, I was just going to say something. I was like, ah, you know, what? we'll talk off the air. Not me, but other people. You mix Maybe. that new Pelican rosin, that new Pelican rosin. If you mix it with certain things, that's what I'm it's saying. It's basically right. stick. Right. Sunscreen. Like, or it's or not, things. it's not spider tack, but it's like, no, it, it maybe could, stuff, no, stuff stuff you can put in your uh, hair. Yeah, you can put the stuff perhaps. in your hair and then combine it with the rosin and your your hair. Yeah, I've seen sticky. I've seen videos of guys just going to their hair excessively and like well, and then grabbing a, the rosin. In a yeah. really weird way too. Like if you know, if you take your hat and you're taking a breath, you're like, Oh man, I'm toast. Like but you sit guys are going like, to their hair like this, and you're like and then barely touching the rosin, it's kind of like yeah. that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people one hundred percent Ian said it like guys are still finding a way. I, that's a hundred percent like they're, they're, they're going to find a way to still get a little bit of grip on the ball. Is it as extreme as spider tag? No, no way. Hmm. I don't believe spider tag is anywhere anymore because there's, I, I don't know how you could hide it. It's so sticky. I felt it one time and I was like, I couldn't let go of the baseball. If I use this, it would stick to my hand the whole way through. We had in the office. It was the most unbelievable substance I've ever yeah. I don't know how they throw with it. Like people put it on. I'm like, how do you even release the baseball? Like, I think my hands still sticky from it. Like yeah. eight months later, it's insane. So the Mets lose. They're out. 101 wins. 101 wins. They get chased down by the Braves. I know that there's going to be a lot of their fans and people that are disappointed. That's natural. They had a good enough team to play very, very deep into the postseason. Um, I'd be very interested to see 
what they do this off season in preparation for next year, because they still, you know, DeGrom, we'll see what happens, but they still have Scherzer. They still have Lindor's there forever. They have McNeil and Alonzo and the other guys they signed uh, this past off season, some position players. Like they still got the group coming back. I think I'm trying to, Thank you, Lindor. Uh, Nimmo, Nimmo, and Degrom are the two guys that I know are not coming back, and I don't know, um, or are going to be free agents, and I, and I, but I'm not sure what else. I be very interested to see what their offseason looks like. Do you guys have heard, any comments about um, the series in general? I heard I Degrom to the Cubbies. I um, <clears throat> I have a hot take about like so. It's a short series. And obviously you have to come out hot in such a small time, but like being on the road, especially what it used to be with the one, one game playoff or now three game. I think the away team has a little bit of an advantage by coming out swinging first inning like that. Like they scored what they score. They scored in the first inning of the first game. And then I, I think they scored first in the third game too. Like I think shutting a crowd up, and taking the air out of the place before they even get a chance to hit is kind of like, you know, that's, it's like as a home team, like, Oh, we're going to go one, two, three, we're going to score three runs in the first inning, you know, but like if they come out and, and punch first, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I personally definitely, like, there's definitely a momentum shift there. If you, if you're, when you're the home team and you give up uh, a couple runs right off the bat, it's like, Oh shit. And it kind of puts pressure on the lineup to then go out and, and you're facing somebody else's ace, you know, you're facing somebody else's ace and then you got to go and compete. And I think the Padres, because of the division they played in, because uh, they had a little bit of a shaky stretch in the middle and the Dodgers just completely ran away with it. Nobody's really talking about the Padres, but they're a fucking really good team and they have good frontline pitching. I think people talk about the lineup. They talk about Machado and, uh, Soto and the acquisitions they made at the deadline with position players, but really their pitching's nasty. I do have the the Mets free agents really quick if you want to run through them. Uh, DeGrom, uh, Carlos Carrasco, Edwin Diaz, Chris Bassett, Trevor May, Taiwan Walker, Brandon Nimmo, Tyler Naquin, Adam Adovino, Seth Lugo, Trevor Williams, and uh, Michael Givens all will be free agents. Yeah, they're going to have to go get some pitching. They're going to have to go, and the, the starter market isn't plentiful, I guess. There's a lot of there's a lot of good major league talent, but it's not like the top, top-line guys. There's only a couple of them. So well, we will see. Grom. I mean, they keep Grom. Well, Rondon. You got Rodon. Sure. I could fuck that up. Rodon. Uh, Carlos is a free agent, and uh, Musgrove's no not anymore. It. It's Carlos but, Rodon. Rodon, right? Rodon, right? Yeah. R O D O N with a Rodon, yeah. You can spell it, but then you have Rendon, okay? And I get confused sometimes. <laughs> By the way, there are trending players on Spot Rack, which is like the sports salary cap website. And the five trending players right now are Raldus Chapman, Jacob DeGrom, Aaron Judge, Scott Efros, and Max Fried. Yes. Oh, he did it. Not for the good reason, but he did it. Scotty. Four all stars and Scotty. Just hanging out. Whoa. Hey. What do you mean? The other four guys have been to the all-star hey. games. Future all-star. Future all-star. Yeah. Weird. It's a weird, weird comment after you said you liked him. Yeah. 2024 all-star. So, Scott, we're sorry about him. All right. Sorry kicking you while you're down. 
Any other comments on the uh, Mets? Padres no, series? but I'd like I would, to. Oh. Did you have one, Zach? Sorry. No, I was just going to talk, reiterate the Padres. Like people were like, oh, how did the Mets lose? It's like you have the best 235, 240 hitter ever to play the game in Juan Soto hitting. Like you don't know what you're going to get for him. And like he oh. hits a base hit, two run base hit to basically close the door the other day against Edwin Diaz. Like, they still have Machado. They still have Soto. Like they're a fucking really good team. And that's what I was telling my friends who were huge Mets fans. I was like, guys, like they're fucking good, man. They're really, really good. And they play in a really hard division by playing the Dodgers 19 times a year. Well, and the rotation, they got Snell, Musgrove, and you uh, Darvish. Darvish. Like, Go get them. That's three really good pitchers. Go like, get them. And they have and line, I mean, and they've they hater on the back end. Yeah. I mean, you got Grisham playing really well. Cronenworth's a really good baseball player. Josh Bell, maybe the most underrated hitter in baseball. Yeah. Like, Since he was like a throw-in in the Juan Soto deal, it, sound, yeah. it seemed Plus, like. Profar had a good year. Will Myers is a good player. Like they, Will Myers made some huge defensive plays. They're, the one against Lindor, I'm not sure if it was in game one or three, diving down the right field or the first base line, And I think they were down at that point, and it would have at least been a double. And I don't know if what's-his-face would have scored – um, wherever Nimmo would have scored down the right field line. And again, you don't know what happens if something like that goes by. Ball hits – McNeil hits a ball off the base. He barehands it, throws him out at first. Like, just little things like that. You know, you don't have to hit 330 to be a huge factor in these games. Yep. Is Great the point. DS five or seven? Five. 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 Uh, what I was going to say, though, I was going to switch. Yeah, sorry. I was going to switch to the Mariners. Good for the M's. You know what we're going to start with today? Who are we starting with? We're going to start, before we talk about the M's, we're going to talk about Roman. And we're going to talk about T-support. Let me tell you who had their T-support before that series. The M's. GetRoman.com slash compound today. $15 off your first order of Roman T-support. You'll love that. You'd love to hear it. Who wants to talk about Roman? Anybody want to go off on Roman? I don't have the email, so... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can say nice things about him. Great product. Uh, I don't think we are technically allowed to use it, but it, uh, I believe it's a great product. I don't think that was the first thing you should have said. Testosterone is an important part of a man's body and health. I mean, so I, it's important to start. It. It's important to start supporting it early. Okay. Dietary supplements are a way to aid your body's natural function if you feel like diet and exercise are not enough. Way in, way into Roman T sport. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Your T levels go down naturally over time, so you got to boost them. You got to boost them. Vitamin D three, zinc. It's all in there. Go to getroman.com/compound today. Fifteen dollars off your first order of Roman T support. Getroman.com/compound. Let's talk about the M's. Zach texted it uh the other day to me i think just something of how like or i think i might have said it last week like they're such a fun team oh, like i feel like that's a team that it's like how can you not root for them i think one of the best parts about the playoffs is if you watch baseball anywhere in the country besides the west coast you're probably not seeing a lot of m's during the year you're not just you're just not seeing a lot when the playoff comes playoffs come you get to see these guys on the biggest stage everybody gets to watch them and they get to go oh shit that's a really fun team to watch play Luis Castillo 
what a arm I had to face him for six years in the division. Not fun. Uh, and he's throwing that four, that like crazy upshoot four thing he's got now that he paints to the up and away corner to lefties. And it's very hard to hit. And he also signed that deal with him. He's going to be there for a long time. I think everybody was uh, looking for starting pitching at the deadline and like not willing to give up enough to go get him. The M's did a great job about going doing it because I think every single team that's in the playoffs right now wishes they had him on their team. Yes, including I would agree. Tom, Wasn't, including, didn't Tom, Zach, including Tom and the Yanks. Didn't Zach say, didn't you say he was like up to 100, like the sixth inning? Yeah, you're sitting 99. <laughs> and he's like been doing that. From fucking and he, here. The crazy thing is he's been doing that for a long time. He's had some That's, really great years. He was throwing earlier in his career, he would throw more of a sinker and a changeup combo. And he was getting hit kind of hard at the beginning of this year, maybe for just a few starts. And then he started to go to this dotted four and it, it plays a little different off uh, the changeup. It opens the slider up for him a little bit more. Uh, and, and he's got a lot of confidence and he's a dude that when he's pitching with confidence and he's throwing that, you know, 98 to a hundred in the zone, tough to hit, tough to hit. I saw something, I don't know if I read an article. It was like, people are so blown away by him. They're like, man, I can't believe this guy doesn't have multiple Cy Youngs. Like, man, I can't believe this guy doesn't have one Cy Young. It's just like, he's just a name that he kind of got buried, like you said, in Cincinnati, where they weren't having the greatest of years. And now even kind of buried, I guess you can say, in Seattle, where it's on the West Coast. And then now it's on a national stage. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's like, yeah, guy's like half. Like, yeah, got him in the last six years, sick. Well, he's also a two-time All-Star, and he the reason why in uh, Cincy he got a little buried in their good years was because they had Bauer doing some incredible stuff with the sticky stuff, and they had Sonny Gray as the two, and so he ends up being the three for them, um, you know, being an All-Star in 19 and having a really good year in 20 and then catching um, kind of the, the tough run they had last year. So, I mean, he's been consistent. He's been out there. He's been healthy um, and uh, very, very impressive, very impressive arm. I mean, I think you mentioned part of the reason, though, that maybe teams were a little bit hesitant because that price of the deadline, supposedly I know for the Yankees that a lot of the rumors was that they were going to have to put one of Volpe or Dominguez, they're one of their two top prospects into that deal, which is something that the Yankees, I just think, drew a line in the sand that they were not going to do. But Castillo was the guy last year who was on a lot of teams, you know, kind of similar. Obviously, the Reds were having a really bad year. That He was the guy they were talking about possibly trading. And he ended up looking, his numbers, he got below a four ERA, but he was, for the first half of last year, brutal. And sure. since then, he's been unbelievable. As you mentioned, maybe it was changing the picks, Mitch. Whatever it was, he's been a true top-of-the-line starter, and those are so rare to find, actually, at the deadline. In some ways, difficult to be a top-line starter on a team that is struggling because you don't, like, you're not sure if you're going to get that run support. You're not sure, you know, you're not, you're, you, know you can go out there and have a 2-5 or a 3 and still lose 15 games. You know, that that I think that part's probably really a challenge. I think him in a competitive environment um, is is a really good thing for him. And I also, you know, I know the, the price of the deadline thing, but if you go back and you look back and you say, well, if I would have traded my guys, then he would have signed this like five for a hundred that he signed. What was that five for a hundred, something like that. The deal that he signed 
if he goes out and has an unbelievable postseason and then it goes out and becomes a free agent, and I think he had, I think he was still under control for another year. So I don't know if it was there yet, but like, it's an absolute steal for the end. That's what, like, you, you get another year for him. It's not a rental. And then you sign into extension. Yeah. And they Ian. did a great job of that. Yes. I would like to bring up a topic that I think might cause a fight. Fantastic. The 15 inning game. Whew. Tom didn't even remind me to talk about this. Listen, I put it out there on the Twitter sphere. A lot of people, a lot of people on the Twitter sphere, are like, oh, it's not baseball. It's not baseball. Ugh. It's, it is. Both teams play by the same rules. I don't understand how I know that it's cool once it's over. It's like they played 15 innings. What a cool game. It was epic. Like, yeah, sure. But is that really the type of like entertainment that people the, want? Like, do people in the really playoffs? Want- yes. In the playoffs, four, hour, yes. four hours, 57 minutes was the in, in July, July 17th. No, don't want to see it. I don't know. I watched that game. I turned it on, I don't know, fifth or sixth or something. And I, and I watched it and, and kept up the amount of like one, two, three innings with like a week and the shadows were horrible. And it's that, not like that, that. That's what people don't understand how yeah, bad those shadows, those were. shadows are miserable. And it's not that it's not that the like, you know, people were saying like, Oh, the Cleveland offense, how are they going to stack up when they have to go play in the, in the DS that the shadows were so, so bad. And, uh, and nobody was going to hit at that time, no matter what. But I just think if you put a guy on second base in that situation, you get more strategy, you get some bunts, you get a ground ball becomes more exciting to the right side to get the guy over, you get infield in. Some other things can happen that are way more exciting than watching five to seven straight innings of one, two, three with a couple punch outs and a weak ground ball. What, Tom, what do you want? I'm sorry. You're talking about putting the worst rule in sports into the playoffs now. What are we doing? What are we talking about? This I like baseball. Do you like baseball? I love watching more baseball. Why don't you want to watch more baseball? I don't, I don't even this, understand the genesis of this argument. This is a, this is a podcast divided. Cause I'm with Ian. I don't, I don't in the playoffs. I don't need to watch, one, the playoffs? Two, need to watch one, two, three innings for three straight hours. No, you're give me some in- excitement. Give me some gamesmanship where, Oh, do they bond them over here? Do they do they do this? Do they do I'm with Ian. I think that's more entertaining than watching just one, two, three. Okay, then if out, that's the case, up. and if we want more hitting, don't start games at certain times where you know there's the shadows. It was a noon game. It was a noon yeah. game. The shadows that's... weren't supposed to be bad. A noon game, if it would have started at three, I would say, Yeah, you're right. There's gonna be no offense at three o'clock because we started the last game of the season at three o'clock. Let me tell you, it's fucking brutal until the sun went down. Didn't you but... guys score 15 runs? Yeah, because the sun went down. <laughs> once, the sun, once the sun went down, things got hot. I But what I'm saying is that once you hit that window, that like four o'clock to six o'clock window, like, yeah, there was going to be no scoring, but they started the game at noon. So if they would have just completed nine innings, they wouldn't have had any issues. It got bad after the uh, after they got into extras. But there, there's what what is what is the fascination with it's not baseball when both teams have the same fucking thing. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I understand. But then why, why did we change? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't, 
I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it in the playoffs. I, I, I just think it's a solution searching for a problem. I don't, I don't think there's any issue with the, like the, the game on, like the game on Saturday, I thought was great. I just had a great time. Okay. If the, but if the, who are they playing? The Indians are playing the Rays. If the Rays win that game, who the fuck is pitching the next day? That's, hey, part of the strategy. There you go. There's the strategy, the little gamesmanship you guys were talking about. I think it's an issue. I think that you're going to get guys hurt, and I think that you end, oh, Tom, oh, God, fuck. If you're a dude that has to throw in that situation, it's the playoffs. You're giving it everything you got. You're going to go back out there, and you're going to throw the next day. If you blow out and can't pl- play the next season, no fans give a fuck. Nobody cares about that guy once he gets blown out but he might be out for an entire year because he had to do that and throw two straight days. And people are going to say, well, that's the job, whatever. That's what do you think? Do you think that is the deciding factor? If somebody blows out or not, if they throw back to back days like that? Yes. No, not the deciding factor, but 100%. The difference between, I think it expedites the process. Yeah. I think it'll happen. Maybe happens October 12th, opposed to April 3rd next year. No, I disagree. Because I think the difference, like, it's the same thing. Say you tweak your hamstring. Like, if yeah. your hamstring's sore and you go out there and sprint, there's a better chance you tear it than if it's no, for sure. rested. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying you need to be fully rested every single time you pitch. But I was yes, going to say, throwing, yeah, when was the last no, time you felt no, and I'm not saying that. throwing? But, you know, I mean, if you're throwing a high leverage 13th inning and you're throwing max after everything you throw because you can't blow the game, and then they ask you to pitch the next day, like, I mean, you you got to do it. It's the playoffs, but I think you have a higher chance, yes, of blowing out. That but then, game. if you're hurt, you can say, "Hey, I'm hurt," and then you bring somebody else in who's on the taxi squad. But you know, you do you think I understand? But if you if you think if you think you're gonna blow out, yes, yes, oh, 100. percent If you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh man, there," I can't even pick up a baseball. Then yes, say something. But you know how. Like, we're no, all I, told, I totally, like, I totally, I, if I think I'm, I can do it, I'm going to try. I'm more so, I, I think I'm a little indifferent, but I just think I like in the playoffs, I think that they stopped that for a reason because you play, I don't know. It's just like you earn the right to get to second base in the playoffs. That's. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a player. I'm, I'm not was not rolling my eyes at you when you said players get hurt. I think that's a fair, like I, what I don't have a rebuttal to that. I'm not a player and I'm not a player safety expert. What I would say to you is when I think back to the teams that I covered, to the teams that I worked with, I think back to, I'll always remember we played when I worked with the Bellingham bells, we played an 18 inning game in Walla Walla, Washington, then on July 3rd, that can't be a real, that's not Walla Walla. We went to (laughs) Walla Walla. Fantastic name. Played an 18 inning game, six hours, longest game in franchise history. Finished at 2 a.m. Turn around, played a 10 a.m. game the next morning, three hours, 59 minutes, 16 12. Like, I'll just never forget like those kind of experiences. And you think back to what makes what level, what level was this? What level was this? That was summer ball. That was Cleveland summer. They couldn't have, they couldn't have made the next game five innings. Well, walla walla discussion for walla 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 walla. But you think about like that 2018 World Series. I think about that extra inning bonanza game in there. Like I that like those games to me become some of the most historic in the history of baseball. And to take those away, 
for again to me i mean i'm not a player so like if you guys think this is a huge issue then you know obviously i would disagree with you but i i'm not a player so i can't speak to that but i just i don't think this is a problem i didn't feel like this was i understood why we did it during the regular season i'm obviously anti it doing it during the regular season we've talked about maybe there's some sort of buffer period if you think we need that during the playoffs i think that's honestly criminally insane but again, I recognize that I might be in the, I might be an asshole and I might be in the minority. So, you know, but I, I have no, to say, Tom, you're not an, you're not an asshole. I have I to was, say that I think this is criminally insane and I love the playoffs the way they are. And I don't think I was, I was shocked by the amount of fans and people that responded to me saying not in the playoffs. It's the worst rule in baseball. I think, I think it's a more entertaining product. I think it's more exciting. And like to say that it's not, just because a guy starts on second base, it's not like only one team gets to start on second base. It's not like the team in the top, if they score, the game's over. Like, it's not like it's not a level playing field. I think, does it favor the team that has more contact hitters and the team that has more swing and miss pitchers? Yeah, probably. But I wouldn't say that it's like a less appealing thing, but I get that there's people out there that, want uh traditional baseball and that's okay they're all entitled to our baseball opinions zach is watching the game dakota's sending a message what uh else would you got a lot going hey it's the middle of the day you know what do you got but no i'm just i i see both sides of the argument 100 percent. i get it it's fun for some people i just i i'm with ian in that like i don't need to see a ground out pop-up strikeout ground up pop-ups like for two straight hey, hours hey, hey you want to hit i'm not saying you want to fucking hit there meccas i am in no way saying hitting's easy Fuck i'm just you. saying i get what ian is saying in that it just that's just too long for me totally like, i, I like, totally totally and Tom, yes i want to see po- the, i want to see, see the ratings from that game i see your side though on the postseason of like you're hanging on the edge of every pitch and i get that that is awesome i was 100%. gonna say i think that's to me what makes those long playoff games fun is the anticipation, right? That at any moment, what happened in Saturday's game, especially in a tie game when the Guardians are batting, at any moment, at any of the next pitch, the game could be over. That's and that. How do you not have that same excitement when there's just a guy on second base? You're not taking away excitement. You're not like you're not like I, stealing people's excitement. You're still excited about every single pitch. I, I, I'm less excited. I don't know what you want me to. I just, I'm less excited. You're less excited when there's a guy on base because in the normal game, I, yeah. in the normal game, when the guy hits a double to lead off the inning, you're like, holy fucking shit. I don't know if the guy hit a double. I just shit. don't want him to get second by nothing. Rob Manfred put him on second. I just think we should, you know, he should earn second. Ian Hat put him on second, MLBPA. Yeah, I would. I would vote to put him on second every day and twice on Sundays. What, what is that? Uh, was, that a com- what, was that a conversation, Hat? Uh, when the, the when the just, initial when the initial rule was made yeah like hey playoffs we're doing it i don't i can't remember if they wanted to do it in the playoffs or not but i know that there was enough old school baseball guys that didn't like the rule that it was pretty easy to not have it uh in the playoffs um let's go to the next series phillies cards phillies played really well phillies played good baseball the cards the cards kind of gave up that first one, they looked like they were rolling. Momentum shifted, um, and the and the the starting pitching from the Phillies was unbelievable. I think uh, I think big advantage um, for for the other 
three series that wasn't the Mets series that went uh, two games that they were able to just clip both um, and keep everybody rested up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like nothing too crazy happened in that series. At least well, that I noticed, except for that first the first game, you know, they had they blew the lead. Um, yes, true. Hopefully, I'm hoping uh, Ryan Helsey Helsey is uh, is okay. I know he had little bit of finger numbness or something and that's always scary as a pitcher so that is not good no and they they you know what they they were a really good team all year um the cardinals i i was hoping and people cubs fans might get mad at me for this but i was hoping they would get to play a little deeper in the postseason to really show the depth and and what they had and um, cubs fans hate you cubs fans do hate me but the because um, once the cubs didn't make the playoffs all they had was rooting against the Cardinals. a lot of people rooting <laughs> against the cardinals i Just, get it anything for the cardinals to lose yeah i get it i get it but i do but i do think the uh i think they were a really good team and and i always i always tend some people don't feel this way players fans for sure but some players too but i, I always tend to root for the division um in, that in is the playoffs. Psycho. i've never understood that that's like in college i have a lot of respect for the guys that no. we play against the most no. i have a lot of respect for them we're you know, we psych- go out there and we like, compete but in college people are like oh like we went to Michigan State, but we're rooting for Michigan because it's Big Ten. No, that's your rival. I hope they lose. I hope they get murdered. I hope they lose by a million. I would never root for a team that's like our rival. What? No way. That's fair. That's Zach, fair. are you out there rooting for the uh, you rooting for the Guardians? Go Guards. I played the fifth. I played the fifth here. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's like a a pure rooting. I just I just wanted to see. I, I would have liked I, I would have liked saying. to see the way they stacked up against one of the either the Braves or the Dodgers and especially you play against them all year you know kind of what they have I think it's a different perspective watching too like you can almost be like oh they're gonna bring in so and so here this is what they did against us all year you know and you kind of want to show like what you said show what that team has and what you faced all year I think there's also like I I don't know some people don't feel this way but I think that like when your division looks good yeah, for sure. It's it's like because people talk a lot of shit on the NL Central this year, and which you know there were some teams that struggled. That's fair. And but right. they also like there's some good talent in the division. And when when the when the division stacks up well in the playoffs, and and there's teams in there, and you can say like, no, the NL Central had some very very good baseball players. I think people talk about that way about the AL East. All the AL East is fucking awesome. And you when you know, the central gets shit on take a little bit of pride in the fact that there's a lot of really good players in, in that division. So that that's more of it than like actually like rooting for the Cardinals, you know, Zach, does Robbie look kind of swaggy? Sorry. He wears the same thing every game. Just watch him at the, ah. does he wear pants up though? Yes. How far ahead are you? It's a full count right now. He just took a ball in the dirt. God. That was a good, was a good take too. That's so if there's one thing that can get you through the playoffs this year, if there's one thing that I think Dakota's waking up every morning, he's saying, if I'm going to get through a three-game wild card, a five-game DS, and a couple of seven-game series, I'm going to need my AG1. I'm going to need it. I, I, that is true because I uh, mailed home my baseball stuff this year because I couldn't carry it all on the plane. I would have had too many bags, and my athletic greens were in it. Just got back a couple days ago. I was fiending for it. And you said, freak, yeah. Freak, yeah, I need it. Had it had it every morning since I've been home. I love it. A little morning routine. Get your AG in. 75, 75, count them, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, 
whole food source superfoods and probiotics. That's the best I've ever done that read. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focused and aging because look at Dakota's skin glow. He looks fantastic. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, no tasty chemicals. That's an interesting way to say that or artificial anything. And it tastes great. Um, Athletic Greens, free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, athleticgreens.com slash compounds, athleticgreens.com slash compound. You did great on that one, Ian. Thanks. I felt really good about that. My diction was right on. Whoa. Um, The other series, there's one other series. That was all of them. It's four. Do we talk about all four? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really talk about the Guardians raised. We just talked about the one long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Guardians, I will say that that team is fun to watch because I've played against those guys the last two years. And it's basically all Weird of brag. the Columbus Clippers on that team. It and is. It's cool. Yeah. It, it's so funny. It's like you you you're always told like whenever you're on a team, like, oh man, so many of these guys will be in the big leagues, whatever. And you look around at the time, you're like, I don't see this guy having a 10-year big league career. You know, I don't see this guy hitting 260 in his first big league year. And then it's like, you look up there and you're like, holy shit, this guy's hitting sixth or fifth and he's 23 years old. And like, I just, I've played against this guy two years in a row. And then the last two, like the guardians are so proactive with bringing their guys up that you play against them once. You might not see him again for the rest of the year. And that team is like, goes off of what we said last week about mm-hmm. the culture and everything. Like those guys learn to win at every step together. And then they get there and it's just like, they're playing with their boys. We, we played the Clippers this year, and they spanked us. We gave up 61 runs in six games. Next time we uh, played them, completely different lineup. All those guys were in the show. That's like, what yeah, I'm saying. Well, like, we got I think it, it truly does mean something when you're playing in such big games and you look to your left and your right, and it's the same guy you've played with the last four years in the minor leagues. Like, yeah, obviously trades help teams and stuff, but, like, at the same time, I think that goes, again, as I've expressed last week, that goes such a long way. It's a big deal. And guys get close really quick that way. It's really easy to, you know, when that when the whole group knows each other to then, like the guys that have been there, they know these dudes have been in the organization. It's easy for everybody to mesh. And, like, that's so important when you're trying to win a division, trying to win a playoff series. Like, all that shit matters. It's really hard when you put together, you know, 15 guys, or 20 guys that have played together for six months or have played together, have never played together, but know each other and then try to like have this like cohesive unit of like what it means. Like those guys know what it means to be a guardian or like part of the organization. Like they have those core values instilled in them from, from an early age. And so they all like really care about that uniform and what they're doing. For sure. I thought the three game uh, wild card was great. It's way, way, it. way better than one game. For sure. Because in the one game, it, it fluky stuff can happen. In three games, like, you're going to find out typically, like, which team's probably the better team. And I think when you win, like, you know, the only one game went to three games. The other ones were, were two in a row. But I think – They were no pretty one, close games. Yeah, but yeah, no one yeah. no one can now be like, oh, the – you know, we didn't get to see the rest of the Mets. They were, you know, such a good team. They should have moved on. San Diego just got lucky in game one. Like they played three games. They had to see all three 
uh, of their starters. You know, you get to see all San Diego's. And then the other two series, it's not like, you know, nobody's like, ah, oh, that was a fluke. It's really is it's like you earned your way to the next round. Um, and I, I think it's it feels a lot easier to say the Mets had a good season. They didn't get it done, even though they lost 101 games than it did last year. How are we feeling about our predictions? Well, you know what I did with my predictions? I just went with teams that got buys so that I wouldn't have to. Uh, Same here. Wouldn't have to look stupid early on. Who did I pick? Who did I pick the Yankees to play? Did I say the Phillies? I actually don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I might have said the, Mets. We're going to have to no, check I the tape on so. that. I went, uh, I went Yanks and um, Braves. Yeah, we got Bryce Harper with a sack bunt. What are we doing? Stop telling inning. me things before they happen. I'm like six pitches behind. <laughs> Sorry, we just had a sack bunt from Bryce Harper. I was it a real? Was it a, was it a was, sack sack was, or was he trying to bunt for a hit? He was it trying was a, to go to. He was trying to go to third. Do you guys see I my? Do you guys see when I bunted for a hit in the last last series of the year or second to last series of the year? <laughs> Did not. He was, I'm not. He was, I'm not. I'm not trying to fluff myself, but I set him up all year. Yeah, I think that was for a hit and something crazy. It was, and he pulled it to first somehow. That was really weird. Bunting's hard. Uh, I I set up. I set him up all year. I'm just gonna tell a quick story about myself. Uh, I set him up all year. I didn't bunt at all. Didn't even square one time. I don't think. Uh, And the Reds played me like back back. Like the third baseman was playing shortstop, and. I told our third base coach, Billy Harris, that at some point I was going to bunt this year. He had been on me to try to get one down. And I went first pitch, slider right down the middle. Perfect bunt. Perfect bunt. Unbelievable. That's just a story about me. But really, uh, I didn't see it, but I bet it was really cool. Yeah, thanks. Felt good about it. So, Ian, where are you right now in the game? Uh, they're Castellanos. replaying. They're replaying the Harper oh. bunt seven times. I was gonna say, is Castellanos on second yet or no? You know what? You know what would be massive for Castellanos and the Phillies fans would be if he's just an absolute playoff stud and gets to. So that's that's what I was gonna say. Is like again, you have somebody. It's like the Padres situation. Like that guy has banged at. Every single level he's been, or every single team he's been at, he, the capability of him to bang is very, very possible. There's also you know, something. There's something about. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. It doesn't matter. He signed a five for a hundred. He's been a good player forever. It doesn't necessarily matter that he just wants to win and just want because there is that like you want to live up to the contract you want to have a good year you want to go out and so when that when you start slow and that stuff starts piling up it is hard to get out of it and when yep and when it gets reset when things get reset and he doesn't have to worry about the year he had he gets to be free and just go out and play um and and win games like that's there's a powerful thing and i wouldn't put it he's a great hitter that it's such a good point, Ian. It's like when you're grinding and you feel like you don't have any at bats to give up towards the middle of the end of the year. When you see your average, your OPS going down, you're like, "Yeah, as as great as it is to get the guy over here, I'm still over one." But like, if you get a guy over in the playoffs, like that could be season changing. You know, again, it sounds weird saying that because you always play to win the game like that, but in your head, mentally, it's just a little bit different in the playoffs when you know just like. 
every pitch kind of matters where I'm not saying it doesn't matter in the regular season, obviously, but you know what I'm talking about. I think that like I experienced it in 2020 um, where I struggled, you know, short season, but I struggled down the stretch in September um, had a, a little injury thing. And then, and then I kind of struggled, just was going through a little bit of a rut. And when that season sneak at the end is sneaking up on, you're trying to hold on um, which is like the exact opposite of what I should have been doing, but you know, learning experience. Once we reset, we got a couple of days off before the playoffs I was like in a totally different headspace when we started. Um, and I went out having like really struggled in September and we're facing um, Sixto Sanchez and, and Sandy Alcantara, the first two games and you know, two hits off uh, two hits in both games and just felt like a completely like different person. Like it's just, sometimes you get that little reset and you feel like you're, you're back to yourself just because of that little mental break. How different is the, I mean, I think this is a question that's kind of underlining all this, but you've played in the postseason. How different is the postseason just compared to, you know, your average typical game against the Marlins? It's different. It's, it's, uh, there's, 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 there's so many, so many more people around. There's some, so much more like expectation, but I do think that, um, there is, depending on what year we've had different from the three times that I've been there different, but all the time, but there is at times uh, a little bit of a freedom in the postseason of just like, Hey, you know, we, we all are tight. We've been together a long time. We care about each other. Like we're just going to go and play as hard as we can. And like the teams that, that really have that like good run in the playoffs, they just are like, fuck it. And we're just going to go out. Uh, and play and do it and I think that that that's the difference um, of the post they're all like really exciting atmospheres and environments but the you know the teams that that kind of lift the pressure off by just really um, coming together and and having that group mentality is that's like the exciting part when you're on one of those groups I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know I've ever never been there it is. Uh, I didn't know what to respond. To that, it sorry. it is just. It's a. It's a little bit of a different beast in the sense that um, there is just. There's just so much going on all the time. What? Do you see what Garrett Cole said? No. He said. I think it was McCann said it to him. He said like the postseason is a drug. He's oh. like once you go like you want to go back so bad. He's like because it's so much fun and it's so cool. It's like you get addicted to wanting to just <laughs> play in the postseason every year. Yeah. And the, the tough thing for me in my postseason career is that the only time that I played in it as a starter, as like, I was going to be in the top of the lineup was in 2020 with no fans and it was two games. So like, and I let, you know, I let off both those games, but it was different. My first two years um, in 17 and 18, 17, I was coming off the bench. I had one start, but I was coming off the bench primarily to face Kenley Jansen and get my bat broken. And, uh, then the next year we just played that one game uh, against the Rockies. So I didn't really get a chance um, to be in it and, and a starter. I was kind of more like waiting until I was going to come in the game as a defensive replacement or a pinch runner or get a pinch hit, which is a, just such a different, like such a different mindset and experience because there's at that point, you're just, you're, you're, you're amped up, but you don't have anywhere to put that energy. And so it's just like a constant. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Fuck. 
and that's just that, trying that's to like a, stay ready to at the same time yeah and i and i yeah. in 20 you know there was no fans but i felt like so much more of a sense of relief and freedom to just go play because like i was i knew what i was i knew what i had to do i knew what i like what my job was which was a really nice and, and you that, knew you were I, in there yeah and that is like the drug part of it like i want so badly to get back to the playoffs so that I can pop champagne and celebrate with the guys, but also so that I can like have that experience again of going out there with the freedom and competing, just like winning, winning, winning. Sure. Popping sure. champagne, sure. popping champagne. I told this to Scotty when they clinched. He was like, this is so fucking cool. And I was like, champagne and bud heavies is only ever a good combo in one situation. And it is the best fucking thing you will ever experience you give someone champagne and bud heavies on a saturday they're like what the fuck what's i'm never i would never do that when you are in that clubhouse and you have champagne all over you and you're drinking bud heavies and a cigar it's fucking magic it's fucking magic bud heavies and i would do anything to experience that again anything but did you wear did you wear glasses I don't, I never, uh, I never wore goggles. Yep. That's the way to do feel it. The burn. Feel, feel the burn. Don't know when <laughs> you're going to get it back. I think, I think one year though, I can't remember what the, what was year it was. It was definitely not my rookie year, but it was one of the next ones. I try, I think I tried to sneak a sweatshirt on. It's so cold. It is so cold. I think I tried to oh, sneak yeah. like a, a shirt on or something. And Riz didn't let me. Really? It was just like, absolutely. It was like, absolutely not. You're like, come on, man! It's freezing in here. It is. It is so cold. The champagne is so cold, and I don't like being cold. I ever thought about the champagne being cold. That's such oh. like a little detail that I would never. That's why, yeah. You frigid. see them like go up to reporters and stuff. They're all like, "Oh my god, it's so yeah. cold!" It's frigid. People are just—you never know. It's getting sprayed on you. It's getting dumped down your back. Beers on your head, like, and it is just—it's so cold. But it's the best. After that's done, like, is there no, like, you have to shower, right? Is there like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're just like, you're just like drenched and disgusting for a couple hours, and then you shower and you're like, it's gross. It gets in your eyes, like in your eyelids and stuff, and you blink, and it feels like you have dumbbells attached to it. It's just like, this is disgusting. It is, and it burns. Not that, not that I've done it at the, not that I've done it at the major league level. Did it in, uh, in Eugene and, and, uh, Iowa. What's the difference? I don't, I don't get the difference. It's me. Hey, champagne's still cold in Eugene. That's right. right. It is. Let's especially, do, especially in September. Let's do our screen time and let the people go. They want to watch uh, the Phillies and the Braves. And then when I they listen think to they're this, listening along with us. No, though. maybe they are. Maybe they are. <laughs> are we doing yesterday then? We can't do today, right? No, let's do today. It's going to be small time. Why is mine not updating? Yeah, we're doing today. So, okay. Let's do today. Or we could go back and do Sunday. Don't matter. Why What's wrong on Monday? No, What's we're not on doing Sunday. Sunday. We're not going to do tomorrow. We're not going. We're not going to do uh, yesterday. I mean, we're not going to do yesterday. But we can do we can either tomorrow. Sunday or today. My, to mine for tomorrow is zero right now. Uh, would you want to do yesterday? You want to do yesterday? I'm not happy about mine. Pretty sad. Oh, there it goes. Just loaded. Yesterday or? Yeah, we're What's not you, doing Sunday. Uh, I uh, two yes. twenty two twenty one on Sunday for me. Two twenty one. Sunday does not count. No one cares about either five, yesterday or today. What are we doing? Five eleven yesterday for me. Five eleven. Not proud of it. Getting it out of the way. Mine six seventeen yesterday. Yes. 
Oh my god, seven forty. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it, and you know what hurt it though is I went golf and I went a little solo golf and I had eighteen birdies up the whole time. You know, keep track of my shots and all that. Yeah, but, no, you know, no, no excuses. There's no excuses because there was also an hour and a half on TikTok. So Tom, what'd you have? What'd you? Eight fifteen. Oh, let's go. He saved me. Thank you. I can't you, believe I was the winner. Dakota, you're still using 18 birdies? I ain't paying for grin. Grin. What's grin? Uh, Grid? What's it called? Gin. Gin? I don't know. Oh, gin rummy? Or gin? We can, gin we can talk about the Jets being three and two if we want to. Zach, you've been playing golf. No, I have. I've only played a few times. You've changed, man. He's wifed up, man. He's, he's busy. You've changed. No, I've, had, I've had a lot on my plate the last week or so. Sad cat. I have All right. this weekend. This weekend, if you guys come to my house and we're playing, so hey, Tom, before we go, we do owe you an apology. Thank you. Because I did, I was going to say that there is exigent, what's the word? Exigent? Ex, exigent? Big word. Different circumstances where like Chapman's extenuating. Just, extenuating? Sure. That word sounds oh exigent. exigent. I feel like that's a word. Exigent. I thought there were outside circumstances that Chapman just chose to leave, but I saw a report that said like he was probably going to be left off anyway. And I, I think ironically, it. Miguel Castro is now on the roster because Scott's not there, and I, I think and it ironically, uh, it would have probably been a role. It would have been a role to Chapman probably getting added today had he yeah. uh, decided to show up to the workouts. But uh, I personally, I'm sorry because we doubted you i said no way and what do we know it shows you you're just the bigger yankees fan i get it hey always room the bandwagon ian and zach is that the same thing? got nothing i would like to apologize for absolutely nothing we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>